Hello, my dear human, and welcome to Human Becoming, a podcast about so many things, really a diary space, a transmission space for me to share the medicine of my human experience uh, with you and with anyone else who cares to listen and receive. So welcome to today's listening session. I am in a joyous mood. I've just been singing praise songs to our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm having a Jesus phase, which is like hilarious to my younger self. (laughs) because I didn't grow up Christian or Catholic uh, or in a religious household. I grew up in a very spiritual household and I actually really despised Christianity for different reasons at different points in my life. And now I find myself in this phase where I'm just obsessed with Jesus. I am like singing Jesus's praises in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon. <laughs> um, I There's this uh, praise song that's just in my head and it's so wonderful. Um And I think there is something really wonderful about a lot of Christian music because it's like so, I love devotion. I just, I love service and devotion and I love the depth of gratitude and awe that's often communicated in Christian, you know, gospel music. I love gospel. Um, Like Kirk Franklin. Oh, the way I am jamming to Kirk Franklin morning, evening, afternoon. If you're not into Kirk Franklin's music, please go listen to Kirk Franklin right now. That man can make, you know, like Jesus music into the greatest bop ever. Oh, I just love his music. I'm like, someone take me to a club and all it is is Kirk Franklin. I'm like 5'2", joining a, a, a gospel group, a praise group. It's so interesting too, because I'm like, I'm still, it's not, I'm like, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, I'm just a, I'm just a witch that loves Jesus. Like that's my identity. I am a witch that loves Jesus. And she was laughing and she was like, yeah, like why not be both? And I was like, exactly, Margarita. That's her name. Um, Exactly, 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 exactly. So hi from this queer witch who loves Jesus Christ. Um, I, you know, I could maybe make a whole episode about Jesus and I don't think that's what I'm going to do today. But I love, I also love one thing I love about Christianity is, is the level of like faith, these messages that, you know, come back and back about faith, about trust. Christian music actually is like very deeply inspiring. If you just listen, my cousin who is Christian um, was playing me a lot of like her favorite music and we were just bopping last night. It was Samhain, uh, which is, you know, the 31st of October, the origins of Halloween, when the veil between the worlds is said to be thinnest. And I celebrate Samhain to honor my European ancestors. And they were like, you're going to cook for us today. So I was, I don't know, a couple hours last night until like 11, I was just making pumpkin pie and I made some um, pecan cinnabons, very full flavors, very flavors that my ancestors, my maternal ancestors would appreciate. And um, this beautiful rice salad that I just love. It was for me. I will. But I said also for y'all, for the altar, I got you. So uh, we're doing that and, and, you know, I'm feeling just the gratitude for all of those who have walked before me. And then I'm bringing in, you know, hallelujah, come on, Jesus, you know, just like, just bop into Jesus music, having a good time. Um, But I love these themes of like, of 
a lot of Jesus music comes down to like, man, I was down in the dumps. Things were rough for me. <laughs> and then my boy Jesus came around and things things just started to change. And in truth, that's really how I feel about my relationship with the divine is, you know, wow, before I knew you, God, you know, and I don't mean the the any any specific religious conceptualization of God, just God as the universe, as the cosmos, as all that is. God is the great I am, right? I am that I am. This presence, this consciousness, uh, the dream, that is God to me. And so before I knew God, I did. I felt like I was walking through a wasteland. <laughs> and now that I know God, my life is changed forever. And I understand the Christian urge to turn that into music and like some beautiful music, you know, and thinking about what is that? Um, you know, also songs about grace, like Amazing Grace. How sweet does sound to save a wretch like me? I was like, okay, do we have to call ourselves a wretch? But I don't know. I'm gonna go look into the etymology of that one. Um, but still, it's just this. There's this sense of like deep humility that I think is often communicated through Christian music and through gospel, and and I just love it. It's so praiseful. It's 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 so devout. There's so much. It's worship. It's worship, and I love worship. I think one of my visions for this lifetime was this concert with like a hundred thousand people, all different faiths. All, all people who are connected to God, whether it's through religion, whether it's through mysticism, whether it's through witchcraft and magic, like whatever it is, but people who want to gather to be in praise and worship and devotion together, I just see myself crying on the floor, like just being moved by people singing their praises to God. Because for me, I feel like my relationship to God is the most important thing in my life. And once again, not any particular um, religious conceptualization of God, like God is all that is. My relationship to the whole that I am, that is the most important part of my human existence. And I'm feeling really grateful for that today. And I'm also feeling very deeply grateful because today is human becoming second birthday. <sighs> I know. Amazing. <laughs> I love human becoming and I'm so grateful for the time that I've had to to be with the spirit, to work with the spirit, to devote myself to the spirit and to the spirit's mission and, and desire for this world, which is to create a very different, um, a very different world, right? A human becoming's desires to create and initiate people into an entirely different way of being human. And I feel so fucking passionate about that. And I feel myself deepening in my devotion and my service to that desire every day. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm just feeling really grateful for how, whew, for everything that I've learned through this journey, through, you know, I think sometime next week, next week or the week after will be three, three years since my hospitalization and bipolar diagnosis and, you know, kind of the beginning of where this all, be the beginning of where this all began and, uh, and kind of the, the, the focus of the first season of the podcast and just feeling how much has changed since then. Right. And I, I, it is all done by the grace of God. It is all done by the grace of God. All fucking glory to God. All glory to God. All glory to their name. And 
Mm, 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 mm. So, so juicy to just feel into my gratitude, my absolute fucking gratitude and humility and thanks ah, that I have been offered this life to live and that I have been brought into these places to discover more of myself and to discover more of God, right? To discover myself and to discover God is the same thing. And mm, I'm just feeling so grateful. I'm feeling so supremely grateful and so curious about like, if this is how good things have been, oh my goodness, you know, I, I know God is sitting like, there's like this, <laughs> you know, oh, it's about to get so much better. <laughs> it's always getting better. That's really how I feel. Um, I'm always, I feel this deep sense that with each day, and when I say it's getting better, it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm suffering less. <laughs> Some ways I think I, I'm suffering more. <laughs> I'm suffering just as much. Um, I just have a very different relationship with that suffering. Um, and sometimes I don't even relate to it as suffering. Like I think because of existential kink and the work I'm doing with the shadow, my ability to get off on my suffering has just vastly transformed my life and made it way more pleasurable, you know, because there's an ability for me to be in really challenging circumstances and to connect with the part of God's self, the part of me that is really innocently, wholeheartedly, lovingly getting off on this experience exactly as it is. And not as spiritual bypassing, not as, you know, I think a lot of people think that existential kink as a body of work is about convincing yourself that you're getting off on things that you're deeply frustrated by. It's not about convincing yourself that you're getting off on things. Existential kink is not about convincing yourself. And it's not about telling yourself like, I love this so much. I love that I'm suffering in these ways while you're like feeling punched in the gut. It's absolutely not about that. It's not about trying to convince yourself. Existential kink is about dissolving your identification with your ego and your conscious self so that you can actually genuinely lovingly identify with your shadow and through identifying with your shadow or the unconscious, you're actually able to connect with the part of you that is already fully in love with this experience. It's not about convincing yourself that you're in love. It's simply about doing the great work of, you know, uniting the unconscious and the conscious uh, of bringing the unconscious into the conscious, right? Of like unearthing the unconscious and doing this amazing, 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 amazing work. <sighs> coming into union with the divine, which is coming into union with all that you are. And when you come into union with all that you are, <sighs> your relationship to the things that feel or are experienced as suffering changes. But this is also isn't to say that I live there every day, <laughs> that like every day I wake up and I'm like, this is amazing, you know, it's, it's, it's a consciousness that I move in and out of, but I'm moving in and out of it far more easily than I ever have before. And I know that my capacity to move in and out of it is, is deepening with each day and with every day I practice it. And with every day I'm able to feel more of myself and more of my true nature. 
And the more that I can feel and experience and embody my true nature, the more that my relationship with these things that I say, oh, I don't like this, I hate this part of the human experience, the more that those things shift and change and I'm able to say, hmm, <laughs> what small, incy-wincy part of me is absolutely thoroughly in love with this experience, just hopelessly in love. And so, I think I'm really grateful for that. I'm feeling today, I'm feeling gratitude for my teachers. I'm feeling gratitude for all who have guided me on the path. My teachers at Somatica, Celeste and Danielle, who have guided me so much in just coming into harmony with my body with my sexuality, with my erotic energy, with my life force, like that has been such a potent part of this experience, this initiation that human becoming has been taking me through. There's been the experience of going through my initiation with my Baba, Baba Sophia, and I'm feeling immense gratitude to her. Um, I'm feeling a lot of shame there because I kind of just disappeared um, when I decided that I wasn't going to be going through that initiation anymore when I realized like my soul had reached where it needed to um, and not where it needed to like I'm complete, but like there was a lesson for me to to learn and leaving that container that I'm still learning. So, but I'm feeling some of the learning is in the shame. So still with the shame, gratitude to my Baba and gratitude to Carolyn Elliott, whose work has been so transformational to me. And then gratitude to all the mentors I've met along the way, Denise, Luna, Jesse. Um, I'm thinking about all these incredible teachers that I've gotten to work with, Shauna, these coaches and practitioners that have supported me in my healing journey, Margarita, my incredible therapist, um, so, so many people, so many, so many organizations, so many institutes, so many bodies of work, you know, so many spirits, my ancestors and guides like Jupiter and Venus and Inanna and Persephone and Hades and all of the guides who I work with in the unseen and all of the deities who have supported me in these deep experiences of initiation and just my god to the darkness right to the darkness to the unconscious thank you thank you thank you thank you for the initiations that you are always bringing me through always bringing me more deeply into <sighs> take a breath a reminder to take a breath <sighs> to connect to your body to connect to this present moment Maybe to play with the thought, the idea that there is only this present moment. Maybe it starts as an idea. Sometimes things begin as ideas and then they become embodied and we have the embodied experience of them. And that's why it's so important, I think, to have teachers that we can we can have these conversations in some ways in human becoming we're having these conversations in a in a cognitive space but i'm hoping to plant a seed that becomes an embodied awareness so playing with this idea that all that there is is this moment and if all that there is, is this moment we spend so much of our time projecting into the future projecting into the past um, not so much projecting into the past but being tied in the past right being tied to these stories 
I think in some ways it's so strange for me to show up today here because I'm so different. I'm so different from the person that I was when I began this podcast and when I began this journey. And not from a place of like, I'm, I was different back then. <laughs> like, I'm so different now. And fuck that person back then. Like, I have so much gratitude for that being. So much gratitude for that being. And their bravery. I have so much gratitude for their bravery, for my bravery in, in starting this journey. And in recognizing my desire to be part of this shift in human consciousness and I feel the emotion there because it's almost like I also feel it's not it's not separate in a way that like I'm trying to distance myself but I don't feel identified with the stories that I felt identified with then I think that's really the difference um, that I can feel I don't feel identified with the same stories I don't have the same relationship with my body, with my trauma, with this present moment, with the people around me, with God. My relationship to everything in my life has changed and and I've changed. And I'm feeling a lot of gratitude for that and then, you know, when I release identification with any any part of me at any part of this journey and I just say like who am I now in this moment? Not even like trying to intensely define like I am these things, but hmm, what is true for me in this moment? And maybe for you taking a moment to just, what is true for me in this moment? What is true about how I feel? What is true about my thinking? What is true about my body and my relationship to it? What is true about my relationship to God in this moment now? What is true about my embodied experience of being in this world? Yeah. What is true of my desires? Right? Like, what is true for me now? And I find myself going through a really intense moment in my life now where I'm coming more deeply. I'm really understanding what people have been saying, what spiritual teachers have been saying when they speak about this present moment. Like, it has it's coming into embodied awareness and it's wild in some ways. Um, and I think for me, it's like, I have an experience of embodiment that I, I don't even think I, I didn't even know that was a possibility for so much of my life. Like I didn't even know that this kind of experience of my present moment was possible. I feel so much less um, disassociated as well from from reality, which has been a huge shift. Like my ability to just be present with all of this has expanded so much. And yeah, I think I feel really grateful for that today. Like I didn't know that this experience of here now was possible. I didn't know that this existed 
And now that I do, it's like I just want to share that with everyone and be like, there's a different way. It always, this medicine of human becoming, that there's a different way of being human that's possible. It's always taking on new meaning for me. I don't have the answer there. <laughs> I'm not like, here it is. This is the answer. It's like a spiral that I'm always deepening into and discovering more and and then sharing more and then discovering more and then sharing more and discovering more and sharing more and discovering more. And that is my intention for this lifetime is to keep discovering what is possible in this human experience. I can't even think now. It fills me with a sense of magic and wonder to imagine like what the heck is possible for me in this lifetime and what is possible of my here now experience and what is possible for the whole of humanity there are things that are unfolding that are no less or no they're no short what is that expression no less no short no blah <laughs> nothing less nothing short then do you know what i mean i hope you do it's nothing less than miraculous <laughs> nothing less than miraculous uh and yeah, I feel I get why people preach as well. You know, I get why people proselytize um, because it's kind of like I get why people stand on street corners and say, like, have you heard the good word? <laughs> um, but, you know, I want to stand on, on I want to be like that, that, that Jesus. I don't know if y'all remember that, that Jesus in New York that would like dance and be like, respect yourself love yourself. <laughs> that's that's what I'm about to do. Just going to stand on the street corner and be like, you are God. <laughs> and God is everything. And you are everything. And everything that you see in the world, that's you. <laughs> um, I've been playing with, I opened this book the other day, and this person was sharing that they walk around the world and they go, oh, that's me doing this. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really fun practice. And I've been doing it specifically with um, with moments where I'm like, oh, when I'm pissed at someone, you know what I mean? When I'm like pissed, and this is what Jesus also teaches me. Like when I'm, when I'm like, I fucking hate this person. Like the way that I'm beef, like I'm so upset with the situation that's unfolded with my ex and just feeling ghosted by them and feeling abandoned and feeling like, how did they just disappear? Um, and in this way that I told myself a story that like, I'm so unimportant to them and I don't matter to them. And, you know, I must be worth so little. That's the story that's been playing. I must be worth so little and deserving of so little that that someone could, that someone who's, you know, has, has named that they love me so dearly and want to be in my life for such a long time could just disappear, you know, without, without saying anything. Um, and so, when when that happens and I'm judging them and I'm like, oh, this fucking asshole, just ghosting, just, you know, just so selfish, you know, that I'm going into my whole stories and making meaning of, of what he's doing. He's so selfish. He just cares about himself. He just is so self-centered. You know, then I look at that and I'm like, there I am being self-centered, <laughs> like really actually letting myself um, consciously identify with all of my manifestations in the world and 
you know, it's it's once again, this is, I think, where we can do this as a cognitive practice and I can feel the seeds of this as an embodied awareness being planted in me, like my real awareness of like, that is literally me. <laughs> that is literally me over there. Um, and there are fun ways to do it. I'm like, oh, look, there's me being famous. Oh, there's me being a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, there's me ghosting someone. Um, there's me doing this. But it's it's a fun little even just to start as a cognitive practice, it's a fun little ego melting, um, you know, moving beyond just identification with the self experience. And there's me being an oak tree. <laughs> like, wow. And, and you know, really the depth of this is when we recognize that everything is God and we are God. And these things that seem so solid and material are actually really a dreamlike fluid substance. And we are simply images or mirages, if you like, symbols showing up in this dream and sinking in the dream and showing up in the dream and sinking in the dream. And, you know, this whole thing is a dream. And we are the dreamer and we are the dream. And we are the whole thing and we are every part of the dream. Like in, in dream interpretation, one method of dream interpretation is to look at everything in the dream and recognize that that's an aspect of you. So this is, you know, a psychologist might recommend this or I've heard this, I think, from my therapist and from other people in kind of more of the like psychological realms. I think Jung or Freud might have spoken about this. Um, but looking at those all as aspects of yourself. And then when we recognize that, we think we only dream at night, but this is the waking dream. It's still a dream. And when we recognize that and we can say, this is still a dream and every everything that manifests in this dream is a manifestation of myself and not myself necessarily as my ego, but myself as God. And so the, this is a fun practice for me to recognize God in all things. You know, this is similar, you know, just to look at everything and be like, ah, oh, divinity, ah, oh, God that's God. That's God too. Oh my God, that's God. And then I think, you know, when, when that sense of God is not something external to us, God is not something outside of us. Um, we are God. And then it's like, oh, so that's me. Oh my God. And that's me doing that thing over there. And that's me doing that thing. And, and it's really lovely, especially with the people that I'm experiencing conflict with, because it's so easy. You know, it's easier for me to be like, ah, there's me being the oak tree because I'm not pissed at the oak tree. <laughs> but when there's moments where I'm like, this person's being a fucking asshole. Why the fuck would they do that? I hate them for that. You know, um, when I'm feeling abandoned by someone, rejected by someone, triggered by someone, when I'm feeling a lot of intense emotion towards someone, it's harder for me to be like, and that too is God. <laughs> and that for me, is also why shadow work is so exciting because shadow work doesn't invite us to look at the things that we name as good in the world and say, ah, there's God, you know, to look at the rainbows and sunshine and unicorn. It invites us to look at all of the things that we want to disavow and say, that is not God. There is no God here. There is no God in this person, in this experience, in this thing that is manifesting in the material reality. There could be no God in this. And shadow work invites us to recognize the divinity and to recognize God in those places where we disavow God. And for me, that is personally the most important work 
And the most exciting work for me is like finding finding God in the places where I have personally rejected the presence of God or denied the presence of God and to be like, ah, oh, that too is God. And it also really complexifies our sense of God. It's another reason why I enjoy reading the Bible because God is all about justice in the Bible. You know, sometimes it's like book of revelations, God, new Testament, God, old Testament, God, you know, um, sometimes God is intense. God isn't, sometimes in the, in the Bible, God is an asshole. <laughs> like, you know, you'd look at some of those things and you're like, damn, bro, what? And God is an asshole. <laughs> I, I remember this dream I had where God and I, I suppose, um, and here I'm saying God as if God is, you know, an external presence, but the voice of God and myself uh, are here, which is, you know, we're talking about one thing, but, you know, English requires us to blah. So it's me and God. And, uh, and, and God is just like, wow, I just love assholes so much. And I woke up and I was laughing because I was like, oh, God, you kinky freak. Um, but also, you know, because I was like double entendre. <laughs> um, God does love assholes. I love assholes. And, you know, God also loves the, the other asshole, the, um, the way that we <laughs> judge people as assholes. I'm saying God loves the anatomical asshole. Um, and, you know, God also loves the metaphorical asshole, I suppose. Is that what we would say? Um, in this dream, God was just like, wow, just love assholes. <laughs> And, uh, and I was like, and God is like, just love it when humans are assholes. Like, wow. And I chuckled because, you know, it's not that God is saying I have a particular love of people who are, it's like, God loves everything. God is eternally accepting of everything because God is recognizing that this is all a manifestation of God, right? Like God is hopelessly in love with God. God is a total narcissist. <laughs> you know, we are total, like we are just utterly obsessed with ourselves. Um, and that's beautiful. Like I, I love God's delicious love for God's self. Um, but it can be fun to remind ourselves of that. And it can be fun for me to remind myself of that in those moments where I'm like, God. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like how you're manifesting over here. I really don't like how you're manifesting over here. It's not, it's not good. It's not Ioba. It's not, you know, I'm not enjoying it, my dude. It's not fun. I'm judging it. Okay. I'm triggered by it. I'm like fucking rejecting it. I'm not in total godly love and acceptance and narcissistic adoration of this aspect of God's self. I'm really not. <laughs> um, and I also love those experiences because what is the great thing about coming into, into human incarnation? Contrast. You know, we get to have, when we, when we die, wink, because <laughs> uh, that doesn't ever really truly happen. But when we experience the initiation that we as humans know as death, where our body moves back into harmony and connection with the earth and the soil, and we are eaten yummy, yummy, yummy by worms and uh, all kinds of critters. When that happens, um, and then I just started thinking about like maggots eating my eyeballs and I was like, ah, and now I'm like, wait, where was I? Um, when that happens and we go through that initiation, death, the illusion of death, let me take a breath and see if I can find it.
ah, when we go through that initiation and and our awareness returns that, oh my goodness, we are everything. This happens for us, right? When you have, when you experience an ego death on, on mushrooms, all that's happening is the ego, which is a fantastic mechanism that allows you to experience the sacred, sacred illusion of separation. Uh, when that melts, you have an experience of yourself as everything. This is why often, you know, people will take psilocybin mushrooms or ayahuasca, DMT, psychedelic substances and go, oh my goodness, I am everything. I am one with everything. I am love. I am, you know, people have these expanded experiences. It's because the mechanism that allows them to have a human experience, the ego, which gives them the illusion of separation, which gives them experiences of contrast, that dissolves. But we actually, we get to experience that when we're not incarnated, you know, we get to experience that ever-present unconditional love. We come into incarnation because we want to experience something different. So it's so funny that we spend our time in incarnation being like, no, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. We actually come here so that we can have the experience of hating things, of rejecting things, of abandoning things, of feeling isolated from the whole, of feeling separated. Those experiences of contrast because they don't ultimately exist. They're not real. <laughs> you know, we, we think of it as we get to come here and be on our stage where it's like, okay, I know I'm this like eternally loving, accepting, expansive oneness, but I'm going to put on this little outfit and it's going to let me experience myself as a little constricted, you know, isolated, separate human. Ooh, like that is so much fun. Let me try that. We get to play. Being here and experiencing contrast and what we name as suffering is play. And so for our souls, you know, for us as humans, uh, it doesn't feel like play. And this is where I think Buddhism comes in so beautifully because uh, a lot of people think of enlightenment as transcendence into this ultimate um into this ultimate awareness, uh, this ultimate, what some people will call non-dual awareness. But really, enlightenment is the experience of being fully present with the knowledge of our divinity and fully present with the knowledge and awareness of human suffering. And that's why, you know, compassion is so central in Buddhism. And there's practices like Tonglen, this practice of breathing in the suffering of other people and breathing out loving compassion um, or love and compassion, breathing out, you know, this like beautiful <sighs> awareness, um, becoming kind of like a, an, a reverse waste factory, you know, where you're taking in the waste and actually sending out cleaner air to your fellow beings uh, because you recognize that human beings truly, really experience suffering. Like true, that that feels really fucking real to us. You know, no one can tell me that my experiences of suffering do not feel really fucking real. And I think the goal is to hold that, especially in a, in a period of, of time. Well, no, I, I was going to say in a period of time where there's so much suffering, it is important to bear witness to suffering, but it's important to be fully present for me, just understanding this teaching more deeply. It's saying we came here for contrast. We, my nose is getting a bit stuffy. <sighs> 
we came here for contrast. We came here for contrast. We came here for contrast. Can we be fully present with the ways that contrast can feel really fucking painful? And can we be compassionate with our fellow beings in how they experience contrast as painful? And can we be fully present with the knowledge and the awareness that we came here to experience contrast and that ultimately the contrast is an illusion. It's it's a game that we can play. It's a container that we can create for our own growth and evolution. But all that exists is truly the unconditional love and acceptance of God, right? The unconditional, the, the total oneness, that's all that exists. And so, yeah, I think this is the work, you know, of being here on earth is being fully present with, with the with the contrast and being fully present with the ways that human beings experience contrast and i think contrast you know people will say um pain is unavoidable or pain is inescapable you know suffering is optional the sense that you will experience pain whether you choose to experience that as suffering is a different a different story and i think compassion is is being really present with the experiences of pain it's it's being present with other people's challenging human experiences and that for me is so sacred you know i think it it's really non-compassionate to just be like you know you see another being suffering and you're like well none of that really exists so a smile cheer up sally it's like what no you fucking asshole <laughs> like I'm experiencing a lot of pain right now. I'm experiencing grief. I'm experiencing anger. I'm experiencing rage. I'm experiencing injustice. I'm experiencing oppression. Like that is all real. And it's not, <laughs> you know, it's like holding the paradox. Um, and, and I think that is what we are here to do is hold the paradox, hold the paradox of the divinity and the contrast, the divinity and the contrast, the divinity and the contrast. Um, and to find, I think what we're also here to do is to find the divinity in the contrast is to be like, wow, this contrast is so sacred. And that's when we can start to enjoy the contrast, which is what existential kink lets us do. It lets us enjoy and revel in the contrast. Oh, I actually love scarcity. Oh my goodness. I actually love constriction. Oh, wow. I love lack. Oh, abandonment. And not because we're convincing ourselves that we love these things, but because we recognize that we are able to experience these things that are not actually true or real in any way, but we get to experience them through this sacred human experience where we actually get to experience the illusion of constriction. We get to experience constriction as real. We get to feel it as fucking real. <laughs> we get to feel it as fucking real. Um, we get to feel the scarcity as real. And it's why I think it's really funny that so much of us, so many of us in the in the spiritual space, we spend time like trying to dissolve the ego, you know, ascend beyond the ego. And the ego is like, why? It's literally I'm what makes it fun to be here from a soul perspective. I'm what makes it fun to be here. Like my my sense of separation is what's giving you this experience. Otherwise, you're just getting the totally blissful la 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 um, that you get when you are wink dead um <laughs> and i think in some ways i'm also feeling there like maybe then the the quest is actually to <sighs> maybe there's something really cool about experiencing the bliss while in human form 
um, that we get to experience while out of human form. Maybe there's something very sacred about bringing this this experience into this physical manifested reality, this experience of bliss. Um, and there is something really fun about the experience of awakening. There's something really fun. It's like a video game, you know, when you're like, I have lived my life as if I'm just this ego, but now I see I'm realizing things. That is fucking fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. And uh, just wow, praise to the ego. Thanks, ego. Like our personalities are wonderful. Thank you so much for this godly mechanism that lets us really believe that we are definitely not in a dream. Um, I'm really grateful for that. So, so grateful. So, so grateful. And uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of where I'm going to leave y'all today. I'm just feeling grateful. I'm feeling grateful for everything I've learned in this time. I'm feeling grateful for my experience of divinity and God and contrast. I'm feeling grateful for how I can use contrast in ways that I never could um, before. And I'm feeling excitement about like, if this is where we're at, if this is what God is revealing to us now, ooh, hoo, hoo, excited to see what kind of pain and what kind of grief and what kind of joy and what kind of pleasure and what kind of scarcity and constriction and what kind of abundance and prosperity and love, what is around the corner. Um, I'm excited for it all. <laughs> I've been nervous. My ego says, I don't know about that. Uh, but another part of me also goes, this is going to be fun. Um, so that is that is what I have for you. Happy humaning. Happy humaning, my dear human. I'm so grateful to be here with you eternally, eternally, eternally. I love you. I love you so much. And I will see you again next week. Mwah. Take care. <laughs>